Welcome to Do It Scared, a podcast meant to inspire and encourage women to live brave and courageous lives. I'm Liza Wild. And I'm Danielle Schnockenberg. And together we interview kick-ass women and have heart-filled conversations about facing your fears, tackling your doubts, and accomplishing some truly amazing shit. everyone. Welcome to the Do It Scared podcast. In today's episode, Danny and I are sitting down with Maggie Gila, a digital strategist who is really fantastic at helping creative entrepreneurs focus their own creativity into accomplishing goals and making money in their business. And while Maggie doesn't consider herself to be a creative person, Danny and I think that her methods are so out of the box that she qualifies to speak on the topic of creativity. There's also the fact that she's a self-proclaimed geek who is very obvious in her love of all things fantasy, and it carries over into her business positioning a lot, which I think is pretty creative. So let's go ahead and hop into this episode so you can hear all of the great advice Maggie has for deciding which creative path to follow in your business. Welcome, everyone. Today, we have the amazing Maggie Gila with us today. She is a marketing content strategist, business strategist, who... I'm working with right now for Strategy for Feather and Wild, and I'm super excited to have her on here today. Um, she's joining us all the way from Germany, and I'm kind of jealous because she's gotten to live all over. And I'm just, I'm super excited because after working with her one on one, I want everybody to get to hear some of the wisdom that I get from Maggie and maybe some of the subtle butt kicking that she gives as well. <laughs> so, without further ado, Maggie, can you just, I mean, just dive in for us and tell us a little bit about you? Because I'm sure not everyone's familiar and I want them to be. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danny and Liza, for having me on, first of all. And thank you, Danny, for that wonderful introduction. Um, I was like jazz handing over here. <laughs> uh, well, my name is Maggie Gila. Um, I am a digital strategist. Um, I do focus a lot on content strategy as well. But my big thing is to kind of help um, businesses gather act together um, and start booking more clients and build a consistent online presence and income. I do live in Germany at the moment. I actually grew up in Singapore and my family's from the Czech Republic and I also lived in the US as a child. So my accent is all over the place. Uh, <laughs> and um, I also am a big, uh, pretty much a big geek. I play a lot of video games. I watch a lot of fantasy movies and read fantasy books and I have a puppy called Frodo. So I think that kind of Puts me on the scale spectrum of ultra geekiness <laughs> over there. <laughs> you fit right in with us over here. So right? Yes. But I love that you just, you embraced your geekiness. And I love that. More women need to do that. Yes. Um, the funny thing is that my business completely changed and went from strength to strength, basically, when I started embracing my geekiness. And I had all these people come out of the woodworks playing like, oh, I play World of Warcraft. Or like, oh, I'm really into like Harry Potter as well. Like, all these things that you would never have guessed from the online online kind of right. you know positioning, which is really cool and a lot of fun. So I love it. The program I'm working with you on is called Battle Plan, and mm-hmm. I I loved it because so many other strategists and other people in this realm that they, they have like almost like girly names for it and like frou frou names for their things, and it's like this gets to the heart of what it is, and it's fun. <laughs> I it, love you know, it. I, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I am because I like power. <laughs> that sounds really awkward, but I like powerful <laughs> words. I like strong women and strong people and um, strong personalities. That's something I really resonate with in terms of even client works or friends that people who have that strength of personality. 
Um, so that's why what, you know, my, my signature program is called slay your strategy. Like, you know, I have battle plans, things like that. In terms of proofread names, a good friend of mine is a stylist. She does like virtual styling and I think she's amazing. And all of her names for her programs and it's like, you're gorge and 911 style me pretty, which I love because it so fits her personality. So I think it just depends whatever, you know, have a bit of fun with it and whatever fits like your, your brand and your personality and your positioning. Right, for sure. That that definitely makes sense too. And that's even taking it a little bit further. Like that's like that glamorous, you're fabulous kind of thing as opposed to just like the, you know, lady boss entrepreneur program. Like that's <laughs> like the popular, you know, using those buzzwords. But I, I think you guys are great in the, the way that you market your material so that it does fit you and who you are so much. Yeah, and it's a lot, so much more fun. Yes. I mean, when you go to your website and the first thing you do is see you with a pile of amazing fantasy books, I mean, you know, you've got a kindred spirit there. (laughs) (laughs) The great thing about that, if you know, if I can say this, is that the people who are in the fantasy realm will see me reading The Hobbit and see that I have Neil Gaiman or Gaiman on my pile or, you know, and they're like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And the people who are not into fantasy see me in my glasses, kind of just being me sitting on a table reading a book and then the happy link to marketing strategy. So it's not like it's alien people who are not into fantasy. Most of my clients are not into fantasy, but they it's a way to kind of be a bit more memorable and have a bit more fun and stand out a little bit more. And, you know, it's it's honestly a huge part of my personality. I'm rereading, re-re-re-re-reading um, Terry Pratchett's Discworld series right now for like, I don't know, the sixth time or something and Contact the geek out of me. <laughs> I love that. And that's really fantastic. And one of the reasons why Danny really wanted to get you on here for April specifically, because in our second season, we're doing these monthly themes and April is creativity and inspiration. So when we were like talking about this and talking about potential guests, she was like, we got to get Maggie. Like she's <laughs> just like her, so creative in what she does and all of this stuff. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Like, I'm totally <laughs> down to talk to another geek for an hour. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> so, like, yeah, we're just super excited and can't wait to hear more about, like, your creative process around, like, all your stuff. So This is so funny. I'm, I'm absolutely amazed by this conversation I'm having now because a year ago, yeah, actually it was probably a year ago, I was still in this phase where I really – hated the word creative. I did not resonate as a creative entrepreneur. I'm like, I'm not a creative. I don't have a creative process. And then I have two girls here like telling me how cool my creative process is. I'd be like, hmm, okay. So I find that really interesting. I've, I've embraced it a lot more now, but I still find that when I think of creative entrepreneur, I think of designers and people doing like cool things. I don't really think of myself, to be honest. Right. Well, actually, the the other girl, Lauren Frontiera, who we are recording for this month as well, we consider her for like the month of creativity because she's not a designer. She's not a web developer, graphic, anything like that. But she does a podcast and like it's on inspiration and creativity and yeah. all this stuff. And I'm just like, girl, like we got to get you on here. Come on. Yeah. I so. love Lauren. I was on one of her first episodes and it was so much fun. Yeah. Recording that. Yeah. So I think what we're kind of highlighting with our creativity month is that creativity doesn't have to involve paints and pretty mm-hmm. designs. You, right. There's so much. It's more about being out of the box. And you definitely think out of the box. And I love that with everything you do and the people we work with, you kind of force them to think outside of the box because I know you definitely forced me to think outside of the <laughs> box. And that's its own special form of creativity that I feel like doesn't get enough 
attention and love yeah. because it it's important. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you for saying that, Danielle. I'm, I'm happy to get that feedback. Um, I think one thing I have embraced in terms of being creative or having a creative process that I didn't, you know, when I started my business or, or even a year ago is the the process of actually creating ideas, idea and like thinking of ideas that are maybe not the norm, they're not on trend. So it's not another lady boss, girl boss kind of thing, or, you know, the kind of flat lay with marble and a gold pair of scissors right? kind of thing happening. And that's kind of where I got the idea for doing the content quest. I did this um, like virtual co-working content batching event um, a couple months ago, which had such a big effect on my business. And um, I'm probably going to, I'm probably going to be doing it again in a couple months. So <laughs> you guys are the first to know that the content quest is going to be happening again for free, which I'm really excited about. But oh God, I need to participate in this. <laughs> the first round was amazing. And you won an award for that one, right? I did. That's what you won the that, award yeah. for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just, the story of how you put that together and everything, like it hit home for me. And because Feather and Wild came together super fast for me. Mm-hmm. And I know that you created that one. What you had like three weeks from, I have this idea to, it's done and here we go and starting it. And so it I was love just that because it was amazing. Yeah. And then you it won was, word for it. Yeah. It was like, I do not recommend going from crazy idea to launch in under four weeks. I very strongly do not recommend that. <laughs> it was, it was really crazy. I am very happy. I did it. It was an, like a ridiculously good learning experience. It also, it also was geek themed. I decided to make it geek themed because I was like doing a virtual co-working day to batch create content sounds really sound really boring to me. But I knew like I I personally needed the help as well. Like I needed someone to be kind of there doing the work with me because otherwise I'm gonna be going on Facebook every like six minutes and not actually creating content. So yeah, it was a lot of fun and it was all geek themed. So I had like uh, so much fun with like the Game of Thrones references and the Doctor Who references and, and the marketing copy. So yeah, that's good. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. So you're working one-on-one on clients mm-hmm. a lot. What are you doing? Um, well, I'm working one-on-one with clients. Um, I'm, I'm booked up for the next couple of months, which is really amazing, which I'm really uh, grateful for. Um, I've been doing a lot of work in streamlining my process as any business which starts growing or any entrepreneur, once you start growing, you need to constantly be working on your systems. Um, like January was a crazy month for me. I spent the time, like I'm just being, you know, real here. It was a crazy month. It was my best financial month in business, but I also spent almost every single night working till 10 or 11 PM, including weekends. That's so you have to balance it out. So I spent a lot of time the last couple of weeks putting in more systems and streamlining and what can I automate? What can I get rid of? What can I make easier? So a lot of my time goes to that. Um, what I'm working on right now, which I'm like ridiculously beyond excited about is I'm putting together a retreat I'm hosting in Prague this September, um, which has been kind of like a secret dream of mine for about a year now. And I just had this moment a couple of months ago where I was, complaint kind of mentally complaining you know like you're walk, like working you're kind of mentally complaining like that something isn't happening so I was just like I want to go to like a retreat that's going to be casual and down to earth and I'm going to really be able to connect with people and just be myself and not worry about how what kind of necklace I'm I don't know accessorize my outfit or whatever because I'm just that's not really my thing I, I think it's fun but it's something I want to focus on and focus on the learning and the connection and 
that I was just like, well, I could, I could just do it myself. Like clearly no one else is going to make this dream retreat happen for me. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm putting things together. I'm hopefully going to be releasing the prices and booking soon, but it's uh, going to be a, some exploration of Prague. It's going to be workshops. It's going to be a dinner under a Gothic castle, which I think is like the coolest thing ever. Uh, it's going to be dinner. It's going to be lunch in this brewery from the year 1440 um, underground. Yeah. Very, very down to earth. I, I can't even speak about this. And I'm, I'm so excited. So That sounds amazing. I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, Liza, can we swing Prague in September? Yeah. Uh. Oh, that's yeah, that sounds amazing. So you're really hitting on something that we talk about a lot and being connected with other people that are doing the work is so important. And it's something that we definitely it's easy when you are a solopreneur or, you know, even even a small business owner with a small team, it's easy to kind of get isolated and it kind of kills your creativity and you can you need to go connect and meet with other people and kind of refuel that creativity mm-hmm. in those settings even if you're an introvert I think it helps now I totally forgot where I was going with this <laughs> connection yes <laughs> I'm, I'm curious if being a European boss if it's kind of the same issues we see here in the U.S. where you have you know your local networking groups but they don't always fit your needs. What's it like to connect with other entrepreneurs over there? I think it's worse than in the U.S. here. Um, I think there's, I don't know if it's, it's a size thing because the U.S. is much bigger than Europe um, or it's just in terms of the job market that more people tend to go for corporate in Europe because honestly, you, corporate jobs in Europe are a lot, seem to be a lot better than the corporate jobs in the U.S. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that's even a competition. Yeah. Like there's no, no comparison. Like, let me just tell you one thing. Um, my husband works in corporate and on Fridays in Germany, they finish at four o'clock and they have a beer together and, you know, go off early for the weekend. So I most of my clients are in the U.S. Um, or the majority of them are in the U.S. Um, most of my kind of online business friends are in the U.S. as well. In terms of networking, I live in Frankfurt, which is like the financial capital of Europe. Um, and I'm here with like, you know, pink hair and a master's in marketing degree and, you know, all like small business. Yay. (laughs) Um, so I have zero chance of anything in terms of networking in-person events. I've tried. It's just, there's not enough. There's no one else here doing what I do, which is literally why I wanted to do this retreat or this event, let's say, because I was like, I know I'm not the only one in Europe. I know I have friends like in Italy or in Greece or in the Netherlands and the UK who are all kind of going through what I'm going through. I would love for all of us to be able to just meet up and share those journeys. And I think in the US that like you can see there are more retreats and more workshops and conferences happening for like creative women or women in business, let's say. So I'm kind of trying to spark something here in Europe. I've, I've been very, very happy to see that there are more events happening um, than just mine in Europe just this year. I'm really excited about where things are going. I think I think that in-person connection is so ridiculously important. And this is why people hire coaches or strategists like me, or they join a mastermind or a group program. Because what Danny said, like you need, you can't be stuck inside your own head forever. Like you can't just be with your whiteboard and your chalkboard and like your notebooks and and you know, note app on your phone. You need to get out and you need to get an external perspective to come in and look at your ideas and be like, yeah, that's not going to, that's not a good idea or that's going to take you too much time or you're not like, how are you going to monetize this? Absolutely. So 
in addition, so you're like working on getting kind of more stuff going in Europe, but obviously in the meantime, you've got to find other ways to kind of get that outside perspective or kind of like replenish your own inspiration and everything. Are, are there like specific things that you have in place right now that you do? I mean, obviously you're a fantasy lover. Is it, you know, curling up with your favorite book and like diving into that new universe or that old universe that old you love universe. so much? <laughs> <laughs> it's old universe. So, oh my gosh, I'm going to... I've been trying, I don't want to be known as the Harry Potter girl, because like, if you are on a call with me on strategy, we only talk about strategy. We never, I don't make references to like the Lord of the Rings and on strategy calls, but having said that, <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm rereading Terry Pratchett's Discord by the sixth time. Yesterday, um, I tried to convince my husband to watch the Fellowship of the Ring and actually succeeded that we watched the first 25 minutes uh, <laughs> until, until he got sick of it and switched off. And my sister's coming to visit me tonight, and we're going to be watching the Harry Potter movies together this week. So that's definitely what I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of my own creativity, that's something I'm, for me, I, I think as a process. I, I tend to get, I'm sure like all perfectionists will be able to empathize with this one, but I tend to get obsessed with my work. I really like what I do. I want to spend more time on it, but at a certain point that just stops getting healthy. I've made an effort now not to check, like, Facebook, seriously, black hole of doom, not check Facebook in the evenings, not do work over the weekends unless it's, like, creative work. So, I don't know, like, graphics or sales pages or something, like, more, that's a bit more, that I find a bit more fun. And I play with my puppy a lot. We go to the park or we play fetch or something. Nice. So that's Mine cool. is actually sitting next to me on the couch, and she just started chewing her bone, which I'm afraid you guys can't can't hear a thing i i have to make sure i hide all squeaky toys because whenever i have like a podcast interview i get an important call then frodo comes running in with his like squeaky chicken yeah so <laughs> maisie has got a little bit of a, a little zebra that squeaks and so i made sure to hide that this morning because she definitely yeah. tried to get that out on our last call <laughs> so totally understand that so other than facebook and um kind of getting sucked into those black holes of doom are there any other any other activities that you find kind of drain your inspiration or drain that motivation to do what you do like is there a specific um process or like administration type task that you have to like streamline as much as possible because you just can't stand to do it (laughs) Um, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, creative mind speaking right there. Yeah. Ugh, paperwork and like num like finances and dealing with like adult stuff, like ugh, no. Um <laughs> so be- so there's definitely like, the e- the you know, even email overwhelm and that kind of thing. So I'm like I've never gone to inbox zero and I mean, I seriously admire people who have managed to do that. I think you're unicorns and so that's one thing. I think the other thing that is definitely draining from like a creative sense in terms of like my business and my process would be spending too much time watching my competition. Good. And when I say competition, I know this is a whole trend of like, oh, you know, you're not actually competition is enough for everyone. But I mean, like if let's say, Daddy, you chose to hire me, but when you are making that decision to hire someone, there are other people who could have given you, you know, similar types of results or similar kind of process that you could have also chosen to work with. So that's what I mean is competition. If you don't hire me, who else would you hire? I think it's very healthy to be very aware of your competition, to do a competitive analysis, make sure you have a good positioning in the market, make sure your prices are, you know, not crazy low or crazy high, you're, that you are filling a gap in the market and that you're not like number 85 who is doing this exact same thing. But once you do that analysis, like kind of bless them and set them free and don't look at them again for the next six months. Like don't follow them on Instagram. Don't get their newsletter. 
you're just it's just gonna throw you into too much overwhelm and you're gonna start questioning everything just don't do it Absolutely. We were talking with Lauren about that too. And she was just like, she recently did like her Instagram purge, which she does like, I think once a year or something. But um, she was just like, yeah, she's like, I had to unfollow people because I was just getting caught in that constant like consuming mindset. And when I'm consuming, I can't be creating. And I can relate to that so much because I work at my day job, which is building websites. And then I come home and I have to build more websites. And I just... I don't want to build the websites that I do at home and what I want to be doing because I just spent the last eight hours doing it for technically not a competitor, but like, you know, in the same industry and everything like that. Yeah. And, you know, then I, it's like getting on social media. It's like, do I follow more designers or do I follow someone else? Because, you know, then I'm going to be focusing on what they're doing and how I can do what they're doing. And yeah. it takes away from my creativity because suddenly I'm channeling her creativity. Or Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And especially if you have a creative approach so I don't consider, like I said I don't consider myself a creative but I know I have a creative mind that's what makes me also good at what I do because I can come up with ideas for people and help them with that but I think you can get so lost in that space that that's why I said uh, early on like get out of your own head like also like at a certain level of business it's time to stop learning so much and consuming so much content and just start doing like start taking action dedicated strategic action that can take you one small tiny step closer to your bigger goals but I think we get lost in that in that cycle you know it's like you go on Pinterest and there's like one blog post about growing your Instagram or one blog post about like someone's income report and one blog post that you know yeah it just goes on forever and there's always more you can learn at a certain point you just have to be like nope I'm done for now I'm not gonna sit my butt down (laughs) and start doing And that's me. I'm the one that I love learning things. I've signed up for more courses and more programs and more 30-day email-based challenges than I know what to do with. And that's kind of like my thing this year is no more. Mm. No more. The only things I'm paying for or signing up for are things that are going to make me take action. Yes. Like the battle plan with Maggie. <laughs> like you have, it's it's draining. And I love learning. And I think that's part of it is I love learning. I enjoy learning, but it's not helping me make a difference. No. It's not helping me accomplish anything other than make me happy because I'm learning, which making myself happy because I'm learning is a good thing, but there's ways to apply that. Yes. And honestly, making you happy by learning isn't going to, isn't helping you bring in more money. Right. I've been trying to think of it more like a sponge because like, you know, Mm -hmm. every time I read something, it just, I'm so saturated with all of these different ideas and everything like that, but they're other people's ideas or I'm learning a bunch of new stuff, but not actually implementing it. Mm -hmm. And so at some point you just got to ring yourself out. So stop taking in more water and just expel all of the ideas you have, like put them out there, do the thing, do the work, all of that bullshit so that you can actually then start taking your skill set or your ideas further because you know, once everything's out there, you're like, okay, well, I need to improve this or tweak it. And so it's like, well, maybe I need to go learn that now so I can improve it and tweak it. But you exactly. can't do that until the first like rendition of it is done. Exactly. I think it's really important to set realistic goals and action steps to see like, okay, if I want to, you know, have a more consistent income, what is a more consistent income to me? Like what kind of number am I aiming for? How many, if you're a service-based, how many clients do I need? Or how many products do I need to sell to hit that number? All right, and then you can kind of work backwards from there and start putting things into place. And then, you know, all right, I know that Instagram is my potentially most powerful social media platform to be able to hit this goal I'm aiming for. 
And then you can say, okay, I need to improve my Instagram game and I'm going to go read these, you know, do this course or read these articles or whatever to do that. But when you're kind of at a point where you are like, oh, I need to improve everything. Well, guess what? You're never going to be, it's, you're never going to get anywhere because you just simply don't have the time to do that. I honestly, I think, I don't think I've been on a webinar in the last year. I've been on webinars only from like my paid mastermind groups that, I, that I'm in, right. but not like a pitch free or a, a free webinar. And I did a lot. I was, I watched a lot of them in my first uh, year of business. Yeah. And at a certain point, you're just like, no, I'm done. I know what I'm doing. There are always things to improve. I actually, just today, I hired another strategist to help me with my own business. Because again, I've got a you know w- massive whiteboard across my entire office with all my ideas. And I can't do the, I can't do the work that I do for my clients for my own business because I think every idea is amazing, as we all do. <laughs> right, yes. So you, need, you just need someone to kind of come in and give you that you know, reality check with, with how to move forward. Yeah. And I, so Danny's definitely mentioned since she started working with you that she loves that about you, that you can be her reality check. She's like, (laughs) Maggie can give me such like a kick in the pants to get going, but not in a bad way. It's like in a way that I needed it. (laughs) So that's good to hear. (laughs) It was, it was just like awesome to be like, yes, do it. And then I'm just like, okay, now I should be doing it. It's just so valuable to have somebody else come in and really help you weed through those ideas. Because like Maggie said, when you have all the ideas, you think all your ideas are awesome. And it really does take somebody else to come in and go, all right, slow your roll. (laughs) Let's let's look at these. Are these all really good ideas? How how about not this one? Not, no, not this one either. This one's good. Chase (laughs) this. And I'm guilty of bouncing everything off my spouse. Like Josh gets what I need to get out of my head. He Mm -hmm. gets the, the deluge of, everything going on but he doesn't have anything to draw from to be able to say these are the good ideas and these are not he's great for listening he's great for feedback on some things but not that and it's just so valuable to and that's where it is you can buy all these courses and soak up all of these information but after let's see I've been doing this for five years now I still have to say every time I've spent money on any type of coach or strategist has been the absolute best money I've spent over courses and other resources. Yeah. And it's that it's exactly that it's having somebody there to tell you to help you weed through all the bullshit. Yeah. I think from me, from my perspective as a strategist who does this with clients, one of the biggest things that I, I do is that I help people prioritize and focus. Yes. Because like, it's not just about weaving through ideas. That is a big part of it. It's all right. This one is what we believe is going to give you the highest impact for the lowest effort. Start. That's where you start. This is a really cool idea, but it's going to be a lot more work and we're not really sure on the return. Let's do that one after you do this is like higher impact, less effort idea. So that's kind of where a lot of people get stuck because they're trying to do, even if they like find a way to weave through the ideas, they're still trying to do all of them at the same time. Yes. And that's, yeah, it's not going to work unless you're, a superhero, and then I admire you and teach me how to do it. But <laughs> otherwise, it's uh, not the best plan, not the healthiest plan either. No, and I think that's like the bane of the creative mind too. Is it's so hard to prioritize, and I've that was pretty much my big complaint all through 2016. Is I have all of these things on my plate. They all feel important. They all feel yes. like good ideas. Yes. They're all fulfilling to some extent, but none. I'm not moving forward with anything because. I can't prioritize what I need to do. And I I knew that was the problem, but I didn't know how to fix it. And yeah. I'm 
so I was so glad to encounter you and your battle plan and be able to work with you on that. And I'm excited to, when you reopen Slay, that's going to be amazing because I cannot wait to jump in on that one as well. Because I've I've recognized that I'm both creative and analytical, but that's prioritizing is my downfall. And if I can pay somebody to help me figure that shit out, then I can accomplish some amazing shit. And what's really funny is after our first call, Maggie, when I went and downloaded it all to Liza, because (laughs) a lot of it, a lot of it affected things for the podcast Mm -hmm. as well, because it's so closely tied with Feather and Wild. And a lot of it were things we already knew we needed to do, but we just weren't sure of the impact of implementing them or what order to implement them. And that we came back with a battle plan and that's, it's just so valuable. (laughs) And I love how you, you're taming creative minds. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Interesting. I'll have to make a note of that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll use that in my marketing copy. Let me help tame your creative mind. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny because a lot of my, my brand and my business is about dragons and, you know, action like taming your creative mind sounds actually like a good fit with that yeah it does sorry (laughs) (laughs) she's like gotta write this one down so another thing on that topic danny is that a lot of people and creatives get stuck in busy work so it's kind of like because this is like overwhelm i feel it's an overwhelm I, i find it overwhelming i'm sure other people do as well that you need to be everywhere at once you need to be in facebook groups i need to be commenting and engaging and like giving value and there's never an end to that it's a never engaging on social media is a never-ending process creating content is a never-ending process it does not end you will never be done and there's always more that you can do (laughs) always so you have to set yourself like small goals like i am going to you know post in a group three times a week or i'm going to publish a blog post once in two weeks or once a month you don't need to be doing you do not need to be doing a blog post every single week. You do not need to be sending out a newsletter every single week. You need to find a rhythm and style that works for you and your audience and then deliver whatever quality level of quality is the best fit for that. That's a really good point. Um, I feel like I get overwhelmed when it comes to especially the content and the engagement because I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to like batch out all of this in a month and then I'll be done. And then I'm just like, well, you're going to have to do that again in another month. And like, so it's just a matter of like accepting, like you said, that it will never be done. There's always something to do. So you're always going to have to be fitting that in somewhere. And so the idea of putting something out every day or every week, if that's overwhelming, then tone it back. Like you said, find, (laughs) find the rhythm that works for you, find the rhythm that works in your business with your creativity and everything like that, because it's hard to come up with ideas every single day or every single week too. I mean, if, if you're creative, if your creativity and inspiration only works for one blog post a month, then do it because you're still honoring your creativity and inspiration, but you're not expecting too much from it. So. Absolutely. I think like my approach to that isn't about creative and inspiration. It's how do you build those relationships with your audience so that you can ultimately convert them, convert people into sales or people into clients or customers. So that also depends on like what type of business you're in. If you're a product-based business, I mean, you don't need to be putting out a blog post every month, every week. Um, You can, if you want to, if you have like short actionable blog posts, then go for it. Like seriously, whatever works for you, but it's really just about finding your rhythm and testing, experimenting. I'm sorry to be vague about it, but that's ultimately, that's what it comes down to. Just trying something out for like a month. So not like three times, and we had this conversation before. Okay, <laughs> you didn't pull that number out of thin air. I know. What yeah. 
There's that subtle kick in the butt again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you test that for like a month and then change things slowly and say, okay, I'm going to do things differently. And as you guys know, I'm a big fan of batching everything, like with the content quest, with the batch content batching day. Um, I do like a content batching day for myself every Monday. And since I've embraced the fact that I do not have to batch create entire blog posts, but I'm going to sit down and just batch create written content overall, things have gone so much easier for like me and the pressure I put on myself because before I was like, Oh my gosh, it's been like three hours and I, I don't even have like one blog post finished. Ah. So now I just sit down on Mondays and I just brain dump anything and everything I can think of. And normally I pull from conversations I've had. So, you know, today we're talking about prioritization. So that's something I could maybe write about. And that's where I get a lot of my content from my Instagram and my newsletter and blog posts from sitting down and brain dumping and then pulling bits and pieces and expanding those into pieces of content. So you always have something to come back to if you're in two weeks, you're just like, oh, I feel like crap. I don't feel like thinking. You can go look at your brain dump and pull from there. I really like that. That's an awesome idea. I need to start doing that. (laughs) Well, so what I'm kind of taking from today is not all creatives know they're creative. (laughs) I I still don't think I'm creative. (laughs) But you are, and just, from somebody looking on the outside and again so that's the outside perspective that some people need sometimes your content is so creative and your positioning is so freaking creative and it's so different and outside of the box but you take where you're very analytical minded you can take a goal and break it down faster than most you know creatives can and it helps because it's great to be an uber creative who can handle emotionally flying by the seat of their pants all the time. But if you have goals, you you do need somebody to kind of set you down and line it out so that you're actually able to accomplish those goals. It's yes. really hard to do that without that. And yeah. it's, it's emerging. And where we always talk about everybody needing to connect, this is a great way to connect with somebody else and be able to work together and use your skills to get somewhere. And that's just, I, I'm... I'm that's what's swirling around in my head right now is whether you're creative or analytical, sometimes the other person can really balance you out. So either you need creative help because you're so analytical that you're struggling with your positioning and all that, or you're, you're brilliant with your brand, but you need help with the prioritizing and all of that. Yeah. They go together. (laughs) Definitely. I think I'm, my work is a bit of both to be honest um, with how I work with my clients, because there's a lot of stuff on the analytical side Um, on like breaking down goals and moving forward but it's also about coming up with ideas for people and you know brainstorming together figuring out how we can get what can we do to get more impact with less effort so you know maybe we're not gonna do this 30-day free email course as a listening tool but we're gonna find something a lot simpler with a bigger impact that you can do (laughs) instead Um, and like you know what if you're starting out and you don't have the finances to hire a coach or a strategist or whoever you you feel is the best fit for you for the long term, then see if you can, there are a lot of people um, like myself, but a lot of people do this as well, that they do like smaller sessions instead of, you don't have to hire someone for the full eight program, but they do like an hour and a half session to do something specific. So that might give you like a good good, um, kick in the pants to get moving or just a business brain dump to kind of move forward from that. Or even if it's joining like a mastermind group or starting a mastermind group or, okay, so I just started a co-working group here in Frankfurt 
I've met three other girls. They all are freelancers or they have their own business. And I said, okay, how about we meet on, you know, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. at this location and with our laptops, we're going to have a coffee and chat for 10 minutes and then we're going to get to work. And that has been so powerful because you feel you get, I, I start like feeling I'm back in high school again because I feel like really guilty for doing anything else apart from the work I said I was going to do. So I get a lot more work done in that hour and a half than if I had been at home. Diving into That's that Facebook awesome. black hole of doom. Yeah, exactly. Let me just like, oh, I have a new notification. Let me go look up what they wrote. <laughs> so if there are three little things that you could let our audience know, um, and they can be stuff you've already talked about or new little points, would you just share those really fast? Sure. So I think one of the most important things for any creative entrepreneur to do is just sit down without your computer, without your phone, somewhere quiet and think, what am I actually trying to achieve? Do I need more clients? Do I need more consistent income? Do I need more passive income that doesn't require exchanging hours for cash? What is one thing I can do that will take me a step closer? And what is one thing I can do today to take that like tiny baby mini step? And then that's a very, very simple way of breaking um, your goal down and trying to take action. Um, the second thing I'd say is find accountability. Unless you are, if you are accountable to yourself, that's perfect. And I have so much respect for you. Uh, but if you're not, then get a accountability buddy, a mastermind, a strategist, a coach, your partner, I don't care. Someone who, where you feel more external pressure to just get stuff done and keep moving forward. So you're not stuck in this wonderful, really fun, but not very effective creative process. <laughs> and the third thing is that if you're talking about online engagement and online content, this is gonna sound really vague and I apologize upfront, but one thing that really changed my business is when I started being myself. So Daddy, thank you for the compliment about my brand being creative and out of the box and really unique, but that is literally me. When I got back my photo from my photo shoot with me reading The Hobbit on the desk in my glasses, I was just like, that is just, that is me in one photo. Um, so that has felt so freeing and so much fun to play around with it. I didn't think of like, what can I do that's going to make me more, in more interesting? I just said, I'm bored. I am getting bored with being this really bland, trying to be perfect digital strategist. And I'm going to start talking about the fact that my puppy's called Frodo or that I'm like rewatching the Harry Potter movies or, and I'm going to kind of like face the fear and do it anyway, because I always thought people would think I'm childish or I'm really unprofessional. So embrace your personality and who you are and start bringing your personality to your online content in whatever way is going to work best for you. Amen. That's don't think we could end it any better than that. <laughs> but for the rest of our listeners who are not familiar with you or want to learn more about you and what you do, will you share a little bit about where they can find you? Sure. Um, you can, I'm very creative. Um, so you can find me on uh, maggiegila.com and on Instagram on at maggiegila. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That'll actually make it super easy. All right. Well, thank you, Maggie, for coming on. We had such a pleasure talking with you. And I have, like, so many ideas. And, <laughs> like, I, I really think that I'm probably going to reach out to you in the future as well once I have a little bit more time here. But in the meantime, I'm just going to, you know, hope Danny can take all of the information she gets from you <laughs> and apply it to the podcast in the meantime. So thank you again for coming on. And we look forward to talking with you again soon. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. That's a wrap. What a fantastic conversation. And it doesn't have to end here. 
Continue to chat with us over the Do It Scared Facebook group. There you can connect with Liza and I, as well as many of our amazing listeners. And to make sure that you don't miss a single episode, be sure to subscribe to Do It Scared on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you've enjoyed these conversations, do us a quick favor and leave a rating and review on iTunes. It seriously means the world to us and helps get our podcast in front of new listeners every day. 